Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one definitive page of Talmud every day. As if we didn't have our fair share of bad news, from COVID-19 to wildfires in California to the Mets still sucking, this month brought with it another doozy. A series of asteroids, CBS News reported, bigger than the pyramids in Giza, will soon whiz by Earth, as in a space rock with a diameter of 525 feet, cruising much too close to where we live. Is it the end times? Let's hope not. But might the world, you know, just end one day? That is the subject in part of today's page of Talmud, Rosh Hashanah 31. Have a listen. The Gemara comments, And these Tanaim disagree with regard to a statement of Rav Katina. As Rav Katina said, The world will exist for 6,000 years, and for 1,000 years it will be destroyed, as it is stated, and the Lord alone shall be exalted on that day. And one day for God is a 1,000 years, as indicated in the verse, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past. Rav Katina's statement is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Now, if you're keeping score, the timeline Rav Katina is talking about is the year 2240, which should really freak any of us humans alive in the year 2021 out. But to hear an esteemed rabbi calculate the end times and to witness none other than the great Rabbi Akiva concur begs the question of how we should think about the ultimate finality. So look, we're Jews. We have many interesting and insightful traditions when it comes to eschatology. But if you're thinking a Jerry Bruckheimer-style Hollywood apocalypse, complete with Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis going up to drill a hole in the moon— Think again. Instead, the curious little passage in today's stuff unleashed a torrent of interpretations that give us an opportunity to ponder creation, destruction, and other essential subjects to human life. First, Rambam. As is his wont, the great Maimonides took a cool, rational approach to Rav Katina's pronouncement. Even Katina, Rambam explains, isn't arguing that time itself will cease to exist, which means that the world doesn't really end. There's nothing new under the sun, Rambam reminds us, citing Ecclesiastes, and calling to mind an image of the end days as mere stasis, a state in which nothing ends but nothing is renewed either. Which did not please the Ramban, Nachmanides, the great Spanish rabbi and philosopher. You know all these passages in the Bible about the end days with the lion lying down with the lamb? Those, Ramban believed, were to be understood literally as miraculous events that will occur in the end of days. And if you're paying close attention to the story, you'll understand what the end of days really means. When the lion learns to overcome his evil instinct to want to devour that adorable little lamb— the very purpose of creation would be achieved. Why? Because God, after all, created us so that we may seek to grow closer to him, to uncover in ourselves little by little another small sliver of the divine to overcome our predatory base instincts. Following Kabbalistic thought, 
Ramban argued that the end of the world is neither a big explosion nor a moment of anticlimax where nothing happens, but rather this miraculous transformation revolving around our ability to finally be all that we can be. You hardly have to be a medieval scholar to appreciate this insight, nor should you even be that interested necessarily in the apocalypse. There is something profoundly moving and deeply relatable in this discussion, a bit of wisdom we could all use. If there's one thing that informs all the rabbis who jumped in to interpret Rav Katina's declaration, it's that they all understand the mystical connection between destruction and creation. None of them see the end of the world as merely a spiraling descent into a fiery abyss. Instead, they see it as an opportunity to wrestle with the godly work of Bri'ah, or creation. To be more like the Creator, we destroy all that is petty and mean and fearful in us. For a better world to emerge, a grim and gory one must fade away. Riffing on this idea, some of Ramban's students believed that the world was created anew and destroyed again every 7,000 years. The story of Genesis chapter 1 played out on a cosmic scale in an ongoing cycle, creation, then destruction. Each cycle of destruction and rebirth gives us an opportunity to ponder yet another aspect of the divine and to make sure that we ourselves get just a little bit closer to God at every turn. You don't have to wait for the world to end to do that. Just remember that even in the most terrifying moments of absence and chaos, there is an invitation to reach out and be born again. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Take One.